You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. Coming to you from Classic City, the capital of the Bulldog Nation. It's time for another edition of the podcast designed for the most die-hard Georgia fans in the country. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Glory UGA podcast brought to you by our very good friends at Alumni Hall where new shipments of Nike gear have just hit the shelves. Some great stuff, guys. I was in there yesterday myself. You guys know I love the throwback logos, the vintage logos, and there's no place that has more vintage UGA gear. And when I walk into Alumni Hall and I see all this new vintage gear, I'm just completely at their mercy, so I had to get something. So I picked myself up a nice new black Nike golf polo, and it's got the like the old, old, old school bulldog with uh, like the triangular flag sticking out of his mouth. You don't see that all that often, so I had to pick that one up and add it to my embarrassingly large collection of Georgia polo. So if you're like me and you're into that kind of stuff, now is the time. You want to make sure to get in there, shop online before those things sell out, and guys, they will go. They are popular, and Nike only sends them so many, so make sure to get yours today. But I am your host, Tyler, and this is one of those solo episodes that Curtis back for our official way too early 2023 Georgia football preview, which I know is like a couple weeks late. We didn't want to push it back as far as we had to, but Kurt had some things going on, so we we're finally able to get that one in. And I have to apologize, guys. I apologize for the delay in getting this episode out. One of the things that we pride ourselves on here at the Glory UGA podcast, even if our schedules don't always allow us to be on the same episodes all the time, we pride ourselves on making sure that content is consistent and it gets out there when you expect it to be there. Because I know from experience, we all have our podcast listening schedules. And when you expect an episode to be out, because it normally comes out on a given day and it's not there, it's frustrating. It's annoying. kind of messes with your routine, with your schedule. So I apologize for that. Sincerely, guys. Uh, there's a reason why we had to push this one back. We had baseball and basketball on Tuesday back to back. So that kind of took Tuesday out of commission for me. And I tried to make it happen yesterday. That was going to be my plan. I was going to do this episode episode on Wednesday night and do the Friday five on Thursday. Right now I'm recording this on Thursday, but my house is currently under renovation, at least sections of my home. And the part that they've been working on recently are the hardwood floors in the kitchen. And over the past couple of days, they have been doing the staining of the hardwood floor. Any of you have ever had anything like that done, you know, when they have to put the polyurethane on there, it has a very strong stench. And normally that's okay. You can block it off, close doors, open windows, that kind of thing. But the problem is the door that opens from the kitchen to my office is being replaced. 
and it has not come in yet. So there's no door there right now. And so those fumes are just free to make their way up into the office. And I tried. Like, I, I literally came in here. I thought about doing the show through a mask. When I tried, I was like, no, this can't even sound. You can't even hear me. The sound's muffled. It's crazy. What am I doing here? And I just tried to go, like, go normal and just make it happen. But um, I quickly realized those fumes were taking years off of my life. And I was about to pass out. So I, uh, I had to call it quits there about five, ten minutes into the episode. I was like, we just, we just got to stop. We got to stop. But I do want you all to know that I tried. I promise you, I tried, and I apologize. I feel bad about it, but I'm going to make it up to you guys today. We're not going to be able to have three episodes this week, no Friday Five, because of the whole situation and not being able to record on Tuesday or Wednesday. But we'll make this a great episode for you guys this week, and we'll be back with the Friday Five next week. But today, we are going to do the second part of our 2022 Georgia football exit interviews and we did the defensive side of the ball all those exit interviews on the episode last week today is all offense and if you missed the defense episode last week I'll give you a quick little synopsis of how this is going to work the concept's very simple you guys know these days most industries especially any kind of athletic program whether it's college whether it's pro NFL major league baseball whatever it's pretty standard now for coaching staffs to hold exit interviews with their players when, when the season ends. And, and they discuss a, a ton of things in those interviews. They, they talk about, okay, what you did well, how the season went, what's your take on what, on what happened, and also what can you do better moving forward, right? Like how can you take your game to that next level, all that type of stuff. So today on the episode, like I did last week with the defensive players, I'm going to channel my inner Kirby Smart. I'm going to go through a, a list of offensive players. Most of these are guys that were either starters that are returning this year or were contributors last season. I, I can't do the entire offensive roster because that's a ton of players, but I've got 12 guys here today. Most of them, again, are returning starters. A couple guys that didn't really start but played enough for us, I think, to include on this episode because they have a chance to be starters this year. So I am going to conduct their exit interviews as Kirby Smart, and I'm going to give my take on what I would say if I was Kirby Smart to these players in their exit interviews. And I've grouped this off by position group, and we're going to start with the running backs. And we're going to open with a guy that was a lightning rod for criticism at points through, really through his last two seasons here in Athens because he's had some issues staying healthy and that is Kendall Milton. So let's jump right into Kendall Milton's exit interview following the 2022 season. Kendall, great job coming back from injury. I know you've dealt with a lot of injuries and I know you've got some criticism. I know that's been frustrating for you and trust me, we want you on the field too, but I got to give you a lot of credit in attacking your rehab and getting back before the season was over. And once you came back, you made plays. You create a situation where we had to put you on the field. We had to give you touches, had to give you carries because you were doing too many good things when you got your opportunity. So I got to give you credit for that. You've got the ability to run with great power and you showed that you could run with that kind of power and you could also be explosive once you return from your injury. You know, you had that big breakaway run. I know it was a little late in the game, garbage time against Mississippi State. Had a couple big runs late in the season as well. Had a, a nice touchdown run in the Peach Bowl against Ohio State. We've seen it. We know that you can do that. The issue, again, is you just got to stay healthy, man. And look, I know a lot of injuries are completely out of your control, and there's not much you can do about it. You just got to go rehab it, and you got to get better. But there are some things you can do to mitigate some of these issues that you've been dealing with, specifically the soft tissue injuries, the hamstring type stuff. 
you've got to attack stretching and and yoga the same way you would going into the weight room lifting weights. I know that's not a, a glamorous thing to do and you don't get the vanity muscles doing that, right? But that's what keeps you on the field. That's what's going to help you make money because if you can stay on the field, we know what kind of player you can be. You've shown us in flashes, but we need to turn those flashes into consistent production. That's just what you do. And look, I know the stretching, the yoga, it can be frustrating. It can be annoying because you got to spend a lot of time doing it and it, it can hurt at times, but we can't have you miss any more time with these soft tissue injuries. And I'm not saying that stretching and yoga is going to solve every potential soft tissue injury, but it's certainly going to help mitigate that. And we need you to take that seriously, which I know that you will. And then once we get you out there on the field again this season, we saw what kind of power you can run with. We've seen that but we need to see you do it more consistently. There's too many instances where we've seen you go down on first contact. Somebody grab you by the ankles and you go down. You're too big. You're too strong. You've got too much potential for that to happen. We need that power to become more commiserate consistently with your size and your strength. Because if it does, then you are going to be a force to be reckoned with within the SEC. All right, so that was our first exit interview of the day. Let's stick with the running backs and let's go with Dajan Edwards here up next. Dajan, you've been a grinder your entire career. Heck, even going back to high school, we know you were a star at Coco County, but you still had to grind. Like you weren't the biggest, you weren't the fastest, you weren't the strongest, but you found a way to be productive and earn a scholarship here to the University of Georgia. Please, whatever you do, never change. Do not change that. That makes you the player that you are. Because let's be real, man. Like I said, you're not the biggest. You're not the fastest. You're not the strongest. And as hard as you work, you never will be. But you know what? I don't care about that. All I care about is production. And you are as productive as about any running back that we had last year, especially inside the red zone. I mean, Kenny had 5.6 yards per carry. You had 5.5. You were second on the team in rushing. And honestly, you were our most effective running back in short yard situations, even though you were the smallest because of your quickness, because of your ability to make people miss in the hole. And I know that you will continue to bring that to the table. I don't have any questions about that. What I want to challenge you to do is become more of a weapon out of the backfield in the passing game. You did a solid job with that this year. A little over 100 yards receiving on the backfield. But look, we're losing Kenny. Kenny's gone. 500 yards receiving from that running back position out the door. We need someone to fill that role. That's a big role within our offense. And you, Dajan, are the guy that we feel like is most equipped to step into Kenny's shoes and fill that pass-catching role out of the backfield. So we really want you to work on becoming more comfortable as a receiver of the backfield, on your route running, on your hands, all of that stuff that goes into being a pass catcher on the backfield. We need someone to fill that role. And right now, you are looking like candidate number one. So let's make that happen. All right, moving on here. Let's go to Branson Robinson. Branson, you got the tools, my man, to be the best back in the SEC. I do not say that lightly. This is the best conference in the country. We know this. But you have the tools, the physical tools, to 100% be the best back in the SEC. And if you're the best back in the SEC, there's a really damn good chance you're the best back in the entire country. That's not the question for you. Never has been. Anyone ever has ever laid eyes on you knows that. It's all about harnessing those tools for you. Becoming a better pass protector. Improve your catching ability out of the backfield. Letting your blocks set up, reading what the defense is doing. It's all those little things that go into playing this position that we need you to become better at. Because if you do, 
there's going to be no stopping you. You made the most of your opportunities last season. Auburn, you had a huge game for us, helped us run away with that one. And you're going to get more opportunities this season. So what I'm doing right now is I'm going to challenge you to attack every single day this offseason with the right mindset. Because if you do and you go to work with your physical tools, you will be the best back on this team. But that's up to you. How much do you want it? We know you're a weight room warrior. We know what kind of work ethic you have in that weight room. We need to see that on the practice field. We need to see that in the meeting rooms. We need to see that in the classroom. Because if you can handle your business in all of those areas, you will be the best back on this team. And you have a really good chance, like I said earlier, to be the best back in the entire Southeastern Conference. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. All right, so that does it for our running backs. Let's move on to the offensive line. Let's start with Amarius Mims. Amarius, I loved your attitude, man, once you returned to the team. I know you flirted with the transfer portal. Heck, I know you were in the transfer portal. You flirted with Florida State. We're so excited to get you back. And once you came back, you were a different guy. You put your head down, you went to work, and you earned the playing time that you got last year. And you were able to, to get your feet wet. Actually, you got more than your feet wet. You got up to your waist, man. You are the most physically gifted lineman on this team. Bar none. Like, hands down, you are the most physically gifted lineman on the team. Heck, you might be the most physically gifted offensive lineman that we've ever had since I've been here. And we've put more than a couple of guys in the league. And now, Broderick Jones is gone. Left tackle is wide open. That could be you. That's what I'm challenging you to do. I'm going to challenge you to play left tackle because that's where the money is. You want that NFL money? Yeah, you can get drafted as a right tackle. But you want that big money, top of the market money? You go play left tackle, man. And every day in the weight room counts. You did a much better job when you came back from the transfer portal of attacking the weight room, attacking practice every single day. But every day in the weight room counts. Every run counts. Every meal counts. It's on you. It's not on anyone else. It's on you because if you want it and you go after it and you put your mind to it and you make this happen, you will be not just the best lineman on this team. You're going to be a first-round draft pick. Hell, you might be a top 10 draft pick. You might be a top five draft pick because you've got that kind of physical skill set. It's just about sharpening your tools and making yourself into an actual polished offensive tackle. If you can do that, 
you have the highest ceiling of any offensive lineman that we've ever had on this team since I've been here. Okay, moving along. Let's go with Xavier Truss. All right, Truss, your hard work paid off, man. I know you've been here for a couple years, and I know you, you always seem to be in the mix. You're always right there, but you never quite close the job, never quite land that starting job. But credit to you, you didn't transfer, man. In, in an age, and an era where everyone just transfers and they don't have their instant gratification, you stayed here, you kept working, kept grinding, and it's paid off for you. And you've improved, man. You've improved leaps and bounds from when you got here last year, you were a different player for us playing that guard position. Now, yeah, there are still some things you got to work on. You're still a little inconsistent with leverage. You know as well as I do that footwork can get lazy at times, but that can't happen anymore. You are you're a vet now. Now is, now is the time for you to make that money, but it's just the little things. You're big. You're strong. You can move people at the point of attack. It's the little things that you've got to become more consistent with. And that's just a discipline. And that's a focus thing. That's really what it comes down to for you. So if you can if you can change those habits and you become more consistent with your focus and with your discipline, then you could take off this year. And you could become a guy that gets drafted in the top three rounds, potentially, of the NFL draft. And to help you with that, we're going to give you a chance to play tackle so you can show some versatility. You played guard last year for us, but we think you can play some tackle. We know we've tried you out there at times, but for that to happen, you've got to improve your footwork. You've got to improve your foot speed. Those are the things that you've got to get better at. So when we're doing those footwork drills, a lot of people kind of just slack through and don't really take that seriously. I need you to attack it. I need you to take it seriously because that is where you need to improve. We know you're big. We know you're strong. We know that's not going to change. But if you want to become the player that we think you can be, you've got to improve your footwork. You've got to improve that foot speed, whether it's in your pass sets, whether it's when you're pulling, that's where you've got to improve. You can do that and you can match that with your physical size then you are going to work yourself into a pretty high round NFL draft pick. And you, I think you can have a career in the NFL for a long time. All right, next up, we've got center Cedric Van Pran. Cedric, you were a great leader for us last year. You really kind of came into your own in that role. But I need you to take it to another level this year, man. This needs to become your team this year. There's no Stetson Bennett. Karis Jackson is gone. Yeah, we know Brock Bowers is still here, but Brock is, is more of a quiet guy. He's more of a lead-by-example kind of guy and lead-by-his-work-ethic. We need you to become that vocal leader of the offense, to take over this offense, take over this team as your team, especially with a young signal caller behind you. Whoever is going to win that quarterback job, they're going to be brand new. Right? They've never started a game in their life at the college level. So you've got to work them into things, and you've got to be there and be a rock for them, but you've got to be a rock for this entire team. And look, we're so excited you came back. Man, I didn't think you would, to be honest with you. Kind of surprises. It's a hell of a pleasant surprise, but a surprise nonetheless. But from what I can tell in our, in our conversations, you came back for a reason. That three-peat, right? Yeah, some money too. Yeah, you want to move up the draft boards. We know that. But that three-peat is something that hasn't been done and we know you want that. So for that to happen, what we need you to do is to hold people accountable. Not just on the field, in the classroom, downtown. We need you to be that guy and that type of leader. Because leadership is so important to this team and to this program, to any program that's going to win at a high level. The culture that we've built. And we can only maintain that and avoid that toxic sense of entitlement by maintaining consistent leadership. And we need you to spearhead that this season. All right, next up, we got Tate Riley, which is our last offensive lineman exit interview. Tate, I know you had to shake off some rust early this year, but damn, man, 
you came on the back half of the season. You became the guy that we thought you were going to be going into 2021. You were physical and nasty at the point of attack. You were punishing defensive linemen. You were finishing blocks. You had a fantastic job in pass pro. You really showed great footwork and foot speed. But as good as you were last season, we think you can be even better. We need you to be the guy, not only the guy that you were last year from day one this season, but we need you to take it up a notch, take it up to another level. It's time for this offensive line to finally win the Joe Moore Award. And you have a chance to be the best of the bunch in this unit. And it's a money year for you, man. How bad do you want it? How bad do you want that big-time contract? Do you want to be a first-round draft pick? I think you got that kind of potential. If you want it, go get it. Okay, next up, we're going to go with the tight ends, and we're going to start this one off with Brock Bowers. Brock, you are the greatest player I have ever seen in my life. You are the result of elite physical tools combined with elite work habits. I need you to spend the entire offseason figuring out some way, somehow, how to infuse some of yourself into each and every one of your teammates. At least, I imagine that's what Kirby Smart would want to say. But no, in all seriousness, let's start over with Brock Bowers. Look, Brock, you got nothing left to prove as a receiver. We've all seen you make so many ridiculous catches that there are zero questions about what you can do as a receiver, whether it's route running, whether it's contorting your body, whether it's high-pointing a ball and winging a 50-50 ball, whether it's stabbing one across the middle, whether it's the screen game. You have nothing left at all to prove to anyone as a receiver. You can never play another stab at the college level and still be a first-round draft pick, still be the first tight end taken, still probably be a, a top-10 pick in the NFL draft. And look, last year, you were significantly improved as a blocker from your freshman year. You were always willing as a freshman, but it was something you had to grow into and you had to learn how to do. And there, look, there were still some inconsistencies last year. You and I both know that. Occasionally, there was a whiff here and there. Sometimes you didn't stick on the blocks. Occasionally, you would take the wrong leverage going after a guy. But you were still a lot better than you were as a freshman. And I got to give you credit for that. You went to work and you got better. But there's no Darnell Washington this year. We know how devastating he was as a blocker. So I'm going to challenge you to become an even more consistent and effective blocker at the point of attack. Now, we're not going to ask you to block all that much because we know what kind of pass catcher you are and we know what you can do out in the open field in space with a ball in your hands. And trust me, that's primarily how we want to use you. But a big part of making that so effective and creating those opportunities in the pass game for you is when we use our 12 personnel, we actually have to have a threat to run the football and it has to be a legitimate threat. Darnell played a huge role in making it a legitimate threat last year. So we need you to be even more consistent and effective in that role. Again, we're not going to ask you to do that all that much, but we need you to do it when we ask you to. And as for your receiving abilities, damn it, we need another thousand yard pass catcher. We've only had one in the entire history of the program back in 2002 with Terrence Edwards, a guy that I don't think you ever saw play. In fact, I know you never saw play because you were not born yet. So it's about damn time we have another 1,000-yard receiver, and I think you got to be that guy. Let's do it. All right, next up, let's go with Oscar Delpier. I know Oscar was not a star last year, didn't really play all that much, but he did get more opportunities later in the season, and he's going to factor in significantly to our plans on offense this year, at least from my point of view. So we're going to go with Oscar Delp and give him an exit interview here as well. Oscar, look, Darnell's gone. We need a Robin to Brock's Batman. 
and we think you are the guy to be that Robin. I loved how you worked as a freshman. I loved how you grew and how you got better as the season progressed. And at the end of the year, you were making impact plays for us. I was so proud of you when Darnell went out in the Peach Bowl, the way that you came in there and how prepared you were and how hard you played and how effective you were when you were out there on the field. You did everything we asked of you, and you went 100 miles an hour. And as far as physical ability goes, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that you're Brock Bowers because that dude's an alien. He's on a different planet. But I will also give you this. There's not that big of a gap between what you can do from an athleticism standpoint and what Brock can do. You've got the goods. You've got the tools. You got the size, you got the length, you got the speed, you got the athleticism, you've got the hands. It's all about growing more comfortable in our system for you. You got some reps at the end of the season. I hope you can take that and build on that and carry the momentum in the offseason. And if you attack the offseason the right way, you have a chance to become an absolute force for us. And you're going to play a lot, man. You know how much we use 12 personnel, and we're going to put you out there on the field. You're going to get your opportunities. And without Darnell, we need you to pick up some of that slack. The same thing I told Brock. We don't have a Darnell Washington on this team. We don't expect you or Brock or anyone else in that tight end room to be Darnell Washington because we know you're not built like him. We know you're not 6'7", 270, 280 pounds. But we're going to need you to become a more consistent and effective and productive blocker so that we can still run the ball as effectively as we were last year when we are in our 12 personnel. But this is the year, man. This is the year for you where you step up and you show the rest of the country and everyone that watches a Georgia football game, yeah, Brock Bowers might be the dude this year, but Georgia's tight end room ain't going anywhere once he leaves, that you're the next one in line. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L-I-B-S-Y-N-Ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. And finally, guys, we're going to wrap things up with our receivers. So we got three receiver exit interviews to do, and we're going to start with Lad McConkey. Lad, I just appreciate you, man. I want you to know that. I appreciate you. I appreciate the way that you work, the way that you grind, your toughness. I know that we had a guy last year that missed essentially the entire season with a sprained ankle. And we know sprained ankles are, are, are serious things, but... We also felt he probably could have come back a little bit quicker, a little bit faster, maybe played through it to a degree. I won't name any names, but you can probably figure out who I'm talking about. But I want you to know I appreciate you because that wasn't the case with you. You were banged up all year long. Whether it was a turf toe, knee, whatever it was, you were banged up and you did not miss a single game. Hell, you were out there on one leg essentially in the Peach Bowl and you were still out there making plays for us, putting on the line for your team, for your brothers. And I have the utmost respect for you for that. And your versatility on the field, your versatility 
has made you a dynamic weapon for us. You can play the slot. You played outside for us. You're a threat in the screen game. You can take those vertical shots, double moves. And we all remember what happened against Tennessee. That double move, boom, touchdown after that big-time fumble in the end zone. Following the Jalen Carter sack, you know, the play that was a safety but wasn't a safety for some unknown reason. We've seen you do that time and time again. Hell, you did against Auburn a couple years ago. And that versatility has served us so well, and it's allowed you to become a mainstay in the offense. It's hard for us to go many plays without you out there on the field because you do so many things for us. But that doesn't mean that there aren't some things that you can improve on. I love to see you become more consistent in jump ball situations. You do it at practice. You do a great job making those wow plays in practice. And we've given you shots in the end zone on those 50-50 balls. And you've come down with a couple, but we want you to be more consistent in actual games in those jump ball situations. And the last thing here for you, Lab, is I just got a question for you, man. We know A.D. Mitchell moved out. I know we brought in some guys from the transfer portal. But you are the leading returning wide receiver. We know that Brock is coming back, but... as As far as wide receivers go, you are the leader in catches and receptions. My question for you is, can you become an alpha? Do you have that in you? Can you become an alpha number one wide receiver in the SEC? We know you've been productive. I got no question about that, and I know that you will continue to be productive. But you've never quite been that alpha number one. You've kind of had to be our top receiver by default, But can you become that legitimate go-to threat that whenever we need to play, you're going to make it for us? Can you become that guy? I know you play with a chip on your shoulder your entire career because how you were overlooked coming out of high school, but I'm going to challenge you to dig deep and try to become that alpha wide receiver for this team. All right, a couple more here, guys. Next up, we got Marcus Rosamy Jackson. Marcus, we love everything that you bring to the table. In fact, we need more guys like you on this team. You are the quintessential, total, 100% team player. You are the kind of guy this program has been built on. Selfless, team-oriented, just trying to find a way to help your team and help your brothers. And you found your niche. On the field, you have become a ferocious blocker, willing and able. It's one thing to be willing to go out there and try to block on the perimeter, but it's a whole other thing to actually be good at. Now, you're not perfect at it. You've missed some blocks here and there, but that ha- that comes to the territory. It happens. It's a tough job to stalk a wide receiver or to stalk a DB out there. Blocking in space like that is much more difficult than blocking a guy in a confined space. So I know that's difficult, but you know what? You've been the best perimeter blocker for us for two seasons now, but... I don't think that's all that you can be. I think there's more in there. Marcus, you know this as well as I do. You've got 40 catches in three years. Where is that alpha wide receiver that we saw in high school? Where is that guy? Because that guy was legit. This is your time. Look, I know that we brought in a couple of transfer wide receivers. I know we went into the portal. And sure, you could look at that and say, man, these coaches don't believe in me and kind of shut down. You could do that, but I don't think that's how you're built. I don't think that's what you're going to do. And I'm going to challenge you to not look at it that way because just us bringing in some transfer wide receivers, our job is to make this roster as strong as we possibly can. And just because we bring in some guys from the portal doesn't mean that we don't still believe in you. 40 catches in three years, Marcus, I think you're capable of more. Hell, I think you've got 40 in you in this one single year. I truly believe that. 
I know the knee injury you had as a freshman in that Florida game was devastating, and it was serious. It was severe, and it set you back. You're on your way. You're making waves in practice. Hell, you had a touchdown catch in that game against Florida. You were on your way, and that set you back, but you've worked your way back, and I believe you're back to 100%. You look like a different guy to me in the second half of last year. You look at the guy that was moving better, that was more confident out there trying to catch passes from Stetson Bennett. I think you can take it to another level this year. And look, you might not be the most dynamic athlete among our receivers, but you're a damn good athlete in your own right. You might not be the fastest receiver on the team, but you're plenty fast enough in your own right. One thing I really want you to improve on is your route running because that's a way that you can create separation. We had issues last year at times. Without A.D. Mitchell in the game, we're creating consistent separation. And I think that is something that you can work on in terms of running your routes, being more precise, being more of a technician, and creating separation that way. I know you've got a big physical body and you can make those tough contested catches across the middle. We've seen you do that. Stab balls there on those dig routes. But we want you to create more separation. We think you're a good enough athlete to be able to do that with your athleticism, but you can certainly amplify that with your route running ability. So that's really where I want you to improve this year. And if you do that, I think you can grow into that big time receiver that we saw coming out of high school a couple years back. And finally, last but not least, is Arian Smith. Arian's another example of a guy that was not a starter for us last year, has not really played many snaps his entire career, but made some big impactful plays for us down the stretch of the season. I think he's going to have a big role for us this year, so we're going to do an Arian Smith interview to wrap up this episode. Arian, look man, there is no denying that you, my friend, are a big play waiting to happen. You might even be the fastest man, not just in the SEC, in all of college football. Just you being out there on the field, your mere presence puts the fear of God into opposing defensive coordinators. And not just defensive coordinators, but opposing DBs. I mean, we don't have to look much further back than the Peach Bowl against Ohio State. Everyone says that Lathan Ransom just tripped. You know, Ohio State fans want to make it seem like, oh yeah, he just tripped. That's why you're wide open. No, 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 no. Yeah, he tripped, but your speed made him trip. Your speed got him so turned around that he fell over his own two feet because you were flying right by him. You put the fear of God into people out there in the field because you are special when it comes to your speed. But that only happens. You only make those plays if you're on the field, Arian. You got to be on the field. Not only on game days, but maybe even more importantly, at practice. Because what happens at practice is going to determine how you perform out there on the field on game day. Hey, look, I know that some of the injuries are out of your control. You can't help a wrist injury. You fall, you break your wrist, it happens. But you've got to also do what you can to take care of your body. Bulk up a little bit. We don't want you to get too big. We don't want you to lose your speed, but bulk up a little bit, attack the weight room, stretch like a madman to avoid those soft tissue injuries, and then go to work at practice. You have an immense amount of raw talent, and that's great. Everyone wants to have the talent. You got to have the talent, but history is littered with the names of players who were talented and had that P word, had that potential, but never made it big, never lived up to that potential. I don't want that to happen to you. You're a fantastic young man. You are a great representative of the University of Georgia. I love how you attack your rehab when you've been healthy. I love how you practice on the field and the work habits you bring to the table. The problem is, again, you just haven't been out at practice all that much. I mean, you were essentially 
the equivalent of, of a freshman last year. You're almost as like you're, I know you've been here for four years. It's almost like you're going into your sophomore year based on actual time on the practice field. So your development has been stunted to a degree, but we can't get that time back. We've got to make up for lost time this offseason. So this offseason is critical for you. It's time for you to turn that raw talent into a polished product. Because if you can match your raw talent, that speed, that track speed, elite world class track speed, if you can match that with route running ability and your ability to read coverages, if you can match that with your speed, you might just become the single most dangerous player in all of America. All right, guys, there you have it. That is a wrap on our 2022 exit interviews for the Georgia football team. I had a lot of fun putting those together. I hope you guys enjoyed it as well. And hey, it's March, guys. It's March. Spring practice starts in just a few short weeks. So what does that mean for us here on the Glory UGA podcast? That means it's time to turn the page and actually talk some on-the-field football. And to help us do that, we are going to kick off our spring practice primer series next week. And what we're going to do on those episodes is we're going to take a look at each and every position on the team and look at all the position battles, the outlook heading into spring practice. And that'll be our way to kind of get you guys lathered up for spring practice, which is set to start on March 14th. So actually less than two weeks right now. So we're very, very, very excited about that. It's just great to have some fo- real football to talk about. So we'll start that next week. We're on that for a couple of episodes. And then spring practice will be here. I hope everyone has a fantastic weekend. For those of you that live in South Georgia, I'll be in your neck of the woods, kind of your neck of the woods this week. And I'll be running a marathon in Albany. Been training for this one since early December. I think I'm ready. I think I feel good. But if I'm not back on Monday, I plan to be back on Monday, but if I'm not, I just want you to know that means I died. It's going to be a little bit warmer than I want to be. It's going to be in the low to mid 60s. I'd rather be like in the mid 30s to low 40s. And all the pollen that's been out there the past week or so certainly does not help things. But I'm going to give my best shot and uh, whatever happens, I'll be back on Monday unless again I die which is always a possibility. But I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening today. I will be back next week one way or another. Have a great weekend. And as always, Go dogs.